Hey everybody, it's Matt. Two quick favors. If you enjoy this episode, would you mind sharing with somebody? And you might need to tell them what a podcast is or show them how to get it. And if you don't share this one, maybe share another one of your favorites. And uh, podcasting, listening to podcasts is a huge part of my life. And so maybe turn somebody on to something new. And a lot of people have also asked me, where do I find the guests? And it's usually people that I know. I'll see a post on social media or I'll be at a coffee shop or having a beer or on a bike ride and I'll just hear them tell uh, an interesting story. And um, this podcast started with just the fundamental belief that you didn't have to be rich or famous to tell a compelling story. So if there's somebody that you think would be just a great conversation, please shoot me an email to podcast at thewarmfront.com and I'd love to talk with them. I don't know. I'm making this up as I go. What are your qualifications? Ah, well, I attended Juilliard. I'm a graduate of Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. You just don't know when to give up, do you? I could do this all day. The Matt Sodnikar Podcast. Rolling. All right. Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is Matt Sodnikar. Thanks to everybody for listening. I'm here with a uh, longtime friend, Benji McPhail. He's the program director for the Colorado Sound, and that's on 105.5 mm-hmm. FM here in Denver. And with that, Benji, it's great to finally do this. Thank yeah, you. no, man. I, I've been uh, enjoying your podcast for a long time. I'm kind of honored that I get to be a guest on your show finally, oh, thanks, Matt. Man. Yeah, no, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, so take me through like how you became the program director, and uh, I'm gonna give you a compliment here. Like there's only there's only four stations I listen to. All right. In 105.5. Good. There's 102.3. Sure. Um, I listen to Floyd's 99 Radio. Okay. The internet station. Yep. And then uh, 11.90 a.m. Okay. Out of CU. Nice. And then the compliment is that I reach for Shazam a lot. <laughs> when I'm listening to 105.5, like, who is this? Yeah. And so it's a great, like, curated content of just a mix of everything from, it's across the board. So yeah. I say, I love it. So Thank if you. you haven't listened to it, people got to listen to it. Well, and, and, and Matt, you did not know this, but I actually have connections to all four of those radio mm. stations. So, you know, obviously my nine to five job is, you know, with 105.5, the Colorado Sound. I did work for uh, Colorado Public Radio previous to that uh, when it was open air, and oh, it, yeah. it then morphed into 1023 FM when they bought the FM signal, and I used to be the music director for 1023 before that when it was KCV and Americana radio station, and uh, Floyd's, uh, my good friends at SBR side channels are the ones who uh, put that together, spent some time with them just last week, as a matter of fact, and... I'm a uh, proud alumni of the University of Colorado, so uh, Radio 1190 <laughs> will always have a soft spot in my heart. So you've got great taste in music, that's for sure. Absolutely. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. no problem. But thanks for the compliment. I do appreciate that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, as far as how um, how I got into this, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy because, you know, I grew up in Boulder. And, uh, you know, ever since I was a little kid, I just knew I wanted to do something with music. I uh, I was that kid, uh, I love telling the story of when I was in fifth grade, 
we were studying World War One, and we were talking about um, uh, how the war started, and uh, you know the the King of Prussia ended up going into exile, and the and the teacher said. Does anybody know what exile means? And I, and I raised my hand and I said, yeah, that's when, you know, you're forced to leave a country and you go into hiding somewhere else. And he goes, how did you know that? And I said, well, the Rolling Stones have this album, Exile on Main Street. And so I looked up what exile meant so I could understand what the album was about. And, and you know, it's just little things like that. Ever since I was a little kid, everything I learned comes from a, as a direct result of just being a freak about music. I mean... I can tell you who played, you know, bass on the Clash's albums and, uh, you know, the little little details that most people will forget in 30 seconds somehow stick with me. And I love just sharing that kind of knowledge with everybody anytime I get near a microphone and, and get to program a radio station. It's just that passion and that love of music that really got me to where I am today. You know, uh, when I was in college, uh, at the University of Colorado, I thought I was going to be a VJ. You remember that from MTV? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so I went into the journalism school and uh, I thought that's how you get to where you need to go. And they had these weed out classes where you had to get uh, B's or better in order to get admitted into the journalism school. And I got C's on both of the weed out classes. And so I remember going to the head of the department. His name was uh, Dean Charles Middleton, Chuck Middleton. And I said, man, you know, all I want to do is be in radio. All I want to do is, you know, share this love of music. And the guy looks at me and he says, he goes, you shouldn't even be applying to the journalism school. He goes, we don't have a radio program. He goes, go down to KGNU, the community station, volunteer, and they'll teach you everything you need to know. So I literally walked out of this guy's office Went down to KGNU, and I was on the air in two weeks. And I did that all through college. They didn't have uh, Radio 1190 when I was going to school there. And by the time I graduated from college, I was an intern with KBCO here in, 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 in Denver. And uh, they had offered me a job. And so my last month of college, I did overnights on KBCO from midnight till six in the morning. Wow. And then I, uh, and then I would go to class and, uh, you know, finish up my degree. And so by the end of that last month of my college years, I was a mess. I was so, I couldn't spell cat if you gave me the C and the T. It was just crazy. But, you know, and that's how I ended up in radio. I literally walked out of uh, CU with my degree and, and started working uh, full time at KBCO. So, wow. Yeah. And then uh, after that, uh, KBCO was one of those stations where somebody needed to get hit by a bus or die in order for you to move up the food chain. And, uh, you know, so I, I spent four years there and I learned uh, an amazing amount. Um, it was it, this was back. I'm going to say it. This is back when it was good. <laughs> okay. I was, was going to go there if you weren't. Not to throw you know, shade on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Very specific I, question. Uh, yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I, uh, I, you know, we were still able to pick our music back in those days. And we were still able to do that stuff. And, and you know, after four years of being there, I realized I needed to, to leave in order to, you know, do what I really wanted to do. And that is run a radio station. So... Uh, I was offered a job out in, uh, Northern California in the, in the Bay area running a radio station. And I, uh, got hired as the program director 
and I was the morning guy, and I was also the music director, and basically did everything you could possibly do at that job, and uh, loved it. But that was another one where you know I was just working 60, 65 hours a week, and uh, you know didn't know how. But you know when I say work, that is such a poor description of what I do because I actually get paid to do what I love. So it's really not work when that's the case. Yeah. You know, I mean, I get paid to hang out with rock stars and play records. If, if that's work, man, throw me in that briar patch. <laughs> you, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, this is really what I, even if I weren't getting paid to do this, I would still be, you know, listening to music and going to shows as much as possible. That's what I love to do. So, you know, I uh, was out in the Bay Area for four years and then uh, decided I needed to uh, figure out if I, I could either be a lifer out there and, uh, you know, uh, be a part of that community or I could come back home. And I missed Colorado way too much, as so many people have, have, have done. I came back to Colorado, didn't have a job and, uh, you know, ended up working for uh, Colorado Public Radio. And then I was hired to uh, run a satellite radio network. And we had affiliates from Portsmouth, New Hampshire to Maui, Hawaii. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was awesome and uh, laborious at the same time. Uh, it was weird because I had people that would drive from uh, you know, the East Coast to the West Coast and you could hear me across you know, the entire country because we had affiliates in like Jonesboro, Arkansas, and, uh, you know, Brantford, Missouri, and things like that. So no matter where you were, if you were di dialing in, you could hear my voice on all these different radio stations. And they're like, how do you do that? And, you know, what we would do is we would, um, uh, you know, record a break. It would go up to the satellite, and then it would go into these these markets across the country. And, uh, man, I, I learned a lot doing that, too. I really learned, you know, how to make radio that people in Portsmouth, New Hampshire could enjoy, as well as, you know, Carlsbad, California. And there's records that, you know, are regional. Like in Colorado, we can get away with playing Widespread Panic and Big Head Todd and the Monsters. Not so much in Jonesboro, Arkansas. So, you know, you had to stick with the stuff that works pretty much anywhere you could, which was challenging and kind of boring at the same time because you really had to play it safe in that. And what ended up happening with that job was um, September 11th, 2001 happened. And uh, the bank called in every note that the uh, company had at that time, and they couldn't afford to pay us anymore. Um, they, and, and so everybody was out of work at that point. And, um, and uh, I luckily had uh, one of the companies I worked with that I programmed four affiliates for were launching a brand new radio station in Fort Collins and they said we would love to have you run this thing and so I, I started this rock alternative station up in uh, Fort Collins uh, which is uh, similar to what I'm doing now at the Colorado Sound but it was a little more younger leaning uh, you know, we, we would play Blink-182, for example, and, and stuff like that. But um, uh, what I didn't know is that they were planning on just starting it and flipping it. And so <laughs> I, I did that for two years. And when they finally sold the thing, I was out of a job again. Uh, I'll never forget that day. I, I, I walk into the office and they're like, Benji, here's the new owners. 
And uh, they said, Benji, you know, you know, we'd love to tell you that we bought this radio station because of the amazing programming and the skills that you brought to this, but we'd be lying. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and I said, okay. And they turned it into this hot AC station, which was, you know, playing Celine Dion and Whitney Houston and all that stuff. And, you know, um, that was not where my skills were. And uh, so I was out of work uh, there, too. And then uh, that's how I ended up back in Denver at uh, KCV, which is at 102.3 FM now. Okay. Um, and uh, it was the first Americana radio station in the country that uh, was on the commercial side on an FM signal. And uh, I was the music director there until uh, the financial crisis of 2008 hit. And uh, <laughs> we were losing... One hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars a month, and uh, even though uh, Phil Anschutz uh, had a stake in that, uh, Phil just goes, "I can't even, you know, that's a black hole. What are we doing?" And that's, you know, why Phil's a smart businessman. He decided, "Let's pull the plug," and uh, and they did, and the station went black, as they said, and um, and uh, yeah, I was out of work again. Um, and it, it's, it's, that was, that was challenging because there was no jobs to be found in 2008. And mm -hmm. so, man, I did everything from drive a, uh, uh, a recycling truck. I, uh, landscaped. I, um, what else did I do? I drove a milk truck. I was a milkman for a while. That was always fun. Definitely did the moving side of things. And then, um, uh, KUNC in Northern Colorado finally gave me a call and said, uh, we're, we're, we're wanting to expand our music. Uh, would you be interested in coming up and taking over the, the music department? Absolutely. And so I started working for KUNC up in Greeley and then they realized if they were going to make any money, it was what was called a, um, dual format signal, which is they would play news in the morning and then music during the middle of the day and then back to news in the afternoon. And that's a model that uh, doesn't work, which is why you don't hear too many stations doing it. In fact, there's only one in the country, uh, KCRW in Los Angeles, that's still doing that. What we found is that as soon as we would switch from news to music, all the news people would be like, hey, man, where's, the, you know, where's my news? And then when we would switch back from music to news, all the music lovers would be like, <laughs> Hey man, what's with this news crap? You know, so you, they they decided the smartest thing to do would, was uh, to take KUNC twenty four hour news, and they bought uh, they bought me one hundred five five FM, the Colorado Sound, and we launched a twenty four hour music channel four years ago. Fourth birthday's coming up in less than two weeks, so right hoping you can join us at the party, Matt. I think I got to be there. I think you got to <laughs> be there, absolutely. So that's kind of the, the the short story on how I ended up uh, where I am right now. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think it's important to note that it's listener supported. Right? Absolutely, it, you know, and which man, it's the scariest thing in the world because you really are putting faith that people want this product and having been at you know kbco when it was good and having created all these unique radio stations previously um i knew there was an audience for this what's humbling to me is you know the the amount of support we get from people every time we ask for support uh we have met our goal every single time and you know 
That is amazing. And we're at a point now where we're starting to expand. A couple of good examples of that. When KUNC became 24 hours, we had a signal in Summit County. And the people in Summit County were mad because they couldn't get the music any longer. And so Summit County Public Radio and Television called us up and they go, hey, um, uh, we're getting a lot of people wanting to hear the Colorado sound. Uh, We've got this signal that we are letting KBCO use up in Summit County, but we're going to take them off and put you on if that's okay. And we're like, absolutely, that's okay. (laughs) So they gave us a free translator up in Summit County. You can hear it at 94.3. And the funny thing about that is, you know, so many KBCO listeners will be listening uh, as they drive up to the ski resorts in Summit County. And they had their presets so that they could switch as soon as they get out of Eisenhower Tunnel. And when they would get out of the Eisenhower Tunnel, all of a sudden they're hearing this commercial-free, you know, blend of music that was what kbco used to sound like and they're like so we've actually got a lot of listeners and uh the uh the folks at kbco are not too happy with me about that (laughs) and i didn't do a thing i just you know i just took a phone call basically from these people and said yeah the other the other funny one was uh we had another uh, kunc had a translator up in uh, steamboat and basically the same thing happened where they took that signal and put the KUNC news channel on it. And uh, all the Steamboat listeners were asking, hey, what happened to the music that was on, you know, with KUNC? And the head of our board of directors uh, lived in, still lives in Steamboat. And he was at a, uh, an event and a woman came up and said, hey, I missed that music. What do I need to do to get it on up here? And he goes, you need to buy us a, a, a translator. And she goes, how much? And uh, and he said, oh, probably about $50,000. And she wrote him a check, handed it to him, and we bought a signal up in uh, Steamboat Springs uh, basically with le- in less than a week. So we're, we're now up in Steamboat and Summit County as well as along the, the front range in Colorado. So the other weird thing that's happened as a result of that is so many people come to Colorado because it's Colorado. And we're finding that uh, they're taking us with them whenever they leave. So when we do these membership drives, we're getting support from, we've been getting members in Sweden, Spain, uh, Virgin Islands. Uh, I think we have members in almost every, all 50 states who, you know, are listening to us through our stream or through our app or whatever the case is. And that's kind of become the focus, you know, where we're now in, instead of, you know, saying uh, 105.5, the Colorado Sound, we also mentioned, hey, don't forget, you can hear us at coloradosound.org because we really are becoming kind of this um, international mm-hmm. radio station for people that really do love music. You know, we're not playing the same 500 songs over and over and over and over. We're not playing any commercials. And, you know, we're doing it, we're, we're bringing radio back. We're doing it in a fun, free-spirited sort of way. And I want it so that if I'm listening to the radio station, I'm having fun. And I want you to have fun listening to the, you know, music is such a evocative thing that, you know, we want people to just, you know, 
remember the great things and uh, smile. And uh, somebody once told me our job is quite simple. Uh, get people in a good mood. And if they're already in a good mood, you need to keep them in a good mood. <laughs> and it's like, okay, let's just do this. That's why we're, we're playing Johnny Cash and My Morning Jacket in the same set of music because, you know, people love both of those artists. Why wouldn't you play those same artists in the, in the same set of music? It just, it, it makes sense to me. And, and I think anybody that loves music, it makes sense to them too. So, uh, yeah, we're definitely taking the uh, world by storm right now. That's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, fun. I'm a supporter. I, I have 10 bucks a month. Yeah. And I wish it was more, but I got to admit, like, because <clears throat> the, the running gag is that I, I, I do it when you're on the air. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and I tell him, all right, get this over to Benji and say yeah. I'm the, the vice president of the Benji McPhail fan club. <laughs> I think we've, 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 you've, uh, you've had a coup and you're now the president. So, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> El Presidente, as we like to call you. Yeah, no, uh, but yeah, everybody knows who you are in the building. That's for sure. No kidding. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No doubt. But yeah, hearing my name on the radio, it's like yeah. I, I actually had my phone like on record. Just in the event that you announce it. So it's like an audio file somewhere. Oh, that's hilarious. It's still like a thrill to hear that, right? That's really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. I I, I was on the air last night and um, I uh, was telling this story about uh, one of my old college roommates on the air. And I had three people text me uh, about that story going, hey, is that true? <laughs> you know, I, I know, I know Jeff Simmons. Did you really do that? And I was like, yeah, I really did. So, you know, it's it's funny that people are listening that closely and, you know, are still that connected and want to know if, you know, that's that's really what's happening. And I think that's what makes us different from other radio stations is that it's authentic. You know, uh, you, you call up and pledge your support and we read your name on the air. And we also will pick up the phone and call everybody who became a member and say, thank you. You know, we That's couldn't, huge. we couldn't do this. It, it really is. It, it, it's so simple. I, I don't get why other corporations and other businesses don't just reach out and say, thank you. It just, it's such a small thing to do. And really it's what makes your business stand out and and for me it really when i say authentic when i pick up the phone and we do call you know people that have recently joined us as members those are the best calls i get to make it is so fun most people are like wait no way you know is this my buddy you know pranking me you know are you is this real Uh, no we really do want to say thank you for supporting us and and uh you know that more than anything creates that loyalty and it for us it is a two-way street because Every time I go to an event, uh, you know, I always ask people, hey, we're still filling in the blanks here. What do you want to hear on the radio? And we've got some of our best suggestions as to music that people want to hear just from talking to people and actually being out in the community and doing the little things that other businesses and radio stations aren't doing, you know. Uh, I always say commercial radio took your songs away. We're giving them back. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, the other thing that we, we really build our model on is um, give the people what they want and some of what they need. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of people, you know, people still want to hear the Rolling Stones. 
but they don't want to hear brown sugar for the 800th time. So we're going to play, you know, Moonlight Mile or we're going to play Sway. We're going to go deep and, you know, play the stuff that they still want to hear, but you just haven't heard a million times. And, uh, and that's what commercial radio can't do. You know, they're beholden to the board of directors or their shareholders. And we're not. We're beholden to the community of listeners that support us, people like you. And, you know, that's why I love talking music with you, because you'll give me good ideas as to what we need to play or what you want to hear on the radio. And, and that's fun. That's what it should be. It should be. We're a community organization, so we better be a part of the community. Man, yeah, I'm getting I on a soapbox there. <laughs> good. good. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I think I sent you uh, Amzi, a Denver band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen them in concert. Yeah. And they've got uh, both of their albums, or hopefully they got a third one out. But they're, it's like these guys, I heard them and I was at that show and I was like, wow, I know this sound. It's unique, mm-hmm. but familiar. And like after I listened to it again, I was like, these guys are like, the next killers like they've got that vibe exactly and that that's another thing that you know is so much fun is developing that relationship with the musicians and the music scene because having been around the scene for a long time everybody keeps saying oh denver's the next big thing you know and we've been saying this for 30 years and it's never happened but as somebody who's been around it for it feels like it's a about to finally happen you know we could be the next austin or the next seattle yeah. or the next minneapolis and uh you know all the pieces are in place and um and for me to be the person that gives these bands sort of the megaphone to you know draw more attention to them that's awesome and you know i couldn't be more, those are the things that make me the happiest when we see a band who's playing, you know, open mic nights go to, you know, opening for a band and then headlining themselves and then being able to tour. Those are the things that really make me happy because, you know, even though it's their talent and their skills that get them there, you know, I, I, I'm able to give them some kind of a boost and, you know, uh, lift them up just a little bit more and yeah. i think that's one of the benefits of having a strong radio station and uh you know so many people have been saying radio is kind of uh, this dinosaur that's you know nearing death and i always liken it to um the film industry you know they always said uh you know uh, TV is going to kill film or, you know, the cable is going to kill film and, you know, movies are stronger than ever. Right now, still 95% of the United States, I, I don't know what the worldwide figure is, but 95% still gets uh, radio as their number one source of information. And and so, you know, if it's going to die, it's not going to die quickly it's going to be a slow long burn and and i i actually think you know we're reinventing it so to speak and uh it's becoming stronger and better uh, unfortunately you get companies like iheart that are cleaning the house and going with artificial intelligence which is is terrible um you know i, I have so many friends that work for those radio stations and to see what the industry is doing on the commercial side is painful to watch um but at the same, on the other side of it, you know, non-commercial and uh, NPR affiliates are thriving right now because people want their hands held a little bit when it comes to music. And 
people don't want to hear 14 minutes of commercials an hour. Um, <laughs> you know, and I always feel bad for the clients of those things too. Can you imagine you're in a 14 minute commercial set and your spot is number eight or nine in that commercial set? You know, nobody's going to be hearing your message. You're lost in the shuffle and it just isn't an effective way to go. And, uh, and that's why iHeart keeps having to trim because they're not making money. It's a broken model for them, which, you know, uh, is unfortunate. But people still want to learn about new music and what's going on in their communities. And that's where my radio station fills that void. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah you talk about artificial intelligence. And one of my favorite apps ever is Shazam. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to know how that works and how it does that all that quick. But I've noticed... Um, recently here's a long boring story i was coming back from the airport uh-huh. and the cab driver or the the lift driver <clears throat> was playing something and i tagged it and it was prog rock and hmm. then i made the mistake of asking this guy like who this was before yeah. i shazammed it right yeah. I was like, oh. and uh what i found is a couple things so prog rock is like engineers that were in metal bands when they were kids Uh and don't sing and like get really super technical but not like super artistic and if anybody's a prog rock fan i apologize (laughs) but to me it's like nerds playing metal and it's like seven minutes and like all the names are puns and so i made the mistake of going oh this song's kind of cool and so i was a hostage in this lift (laughs) so for like 35 minutes all about prog rock and so now shazam stop it like I've got my um, Discover Weekly that pops up in Spotify, right? And about twice a month, they like put a little pill in the hot dog, which is some prog rock, and I gotta stop what I'm doing and hit "Don't like this artist." And yeah. it's like stop it, like never again, don't. right? <laughs> yeah, you know, and and it's funny too because um, one of the best compliments I get along those lines, um, we. Uh, Get a lot of people that tell us they used to be subscribers to Sirius XM and, oh. and uh, use Pandora and use Spotify. I mean, I use Spotify too. Yeah, um, you, you kind of it's a necessary evil these days. You need to know what's going on with Spotify. But uh, people have discovered us and said, you know, I used to, you know, give my ten bucks a month to Sirius XM. I'm giving it to you instead. And part of that is that whole curation thing. You know, uh, that the, you know the metrics that they run on those, you know, let's say you put a Pandora playlist together for Tom Petty, you know, you're going to get every band that sounds like Tom Petty down the road. And you're going to get some that, you know, you never ever want to hear with us. We are actually curating the playlist and putting stuff together. Okay. If you like Petty, then you should try this, but here's a jumping off point that, you know, goes to this and goes to this and there's certain things that computers will never, ever be able to do. And one of the best examples of that and, and what separates us from Pandora's and Spotify's and Sirius's is like uh, Terry Jones from uh, Monty Python mm-hmm. passed away. R.I.P. Yeah, exactly. And what we did is we went on the air and we played the Monty Python theme song. <laughs> And Sweet. it was great. It, that's what that's what radio is supposed to do. And we got such a strong reaction. They're like, man, that was just what I needed to hear this morning. You know, yeah. what a, you know, man, my dad and I used to watch Monty Python. You know, and we got just flooded with stories from listeners who were so appreciative 
of, you know, being aware of what was going on and doing something to honor a guy who we all love. We're going to miss it incredibly but you can't get that from pandora you can't get it from spotify sirius xm didn't do it you know same thing with like when um, you know neil pert passed away from rush not necessarily in our wheelhouse on the colorado sound but we played rush and we're like man this guy was one of the greatest mm-hmm. drummers ever we gotta at least acknowledge that and i listened to our competitors and nobody was even acknowledging it and that's sad it's just silly if you're a music lover you like people who can play good music and even if getty lee and neil pert and rush weren't necessarily your favorite band i think everybody wanted to hear some rush that afternoon and we were able to deliver it on those kind of things and and you know artificial intelligence will never get that they just it's not going to happen and and uh unfortunately you know fewer and fewer of us get the opportunity to do that I work for a radio station that I have spent 30 years wanting to do this. You know, I worked for more than my share of... Sh- Can I swear? Fuck yeah. You know, all right. <laughs> I worked for more than my share. Yeah, remember, I'm a radio guy. I worked for more than my share of shitty commercial radio stations that the owner, if, if you even strayed on the playlist, you were in deep shit. And, you know, so I've been given the keys to a car and said, you know what you're doing, go do it. And, man, the response has been crazy. The biggest problem we're having right now, man, is that when people find us, they don't go anywhere. We just don't have enough people finding us. Mm. And that's because, you know, we're, we're, we're an NPR affiliate. You know, we, we don't buy billboards on the highway. We don't buy TV spots. You know, we don't take out ads in newspapers. It's only word of mouth. And so we're trying to still figure out how to make the biggest splash with zero marketing dollars. So, yeah, that's, that's the biggest challenge we've got right now. Because you look at, uh, there's, a, there's a thing in the ratings called time spent listening. And, uh, you know, an average commercial station is lucky if they get two, two and a half hours of time spent listening a week. A uh, week? A week. Wow. Yeah. Most people, when you think about it, most people are driving in their car, you know, they're taking their kids to school or, you know, they're, they're going to the office and it's, you know, a 15 minute trip, you know, so that's it. That's what we get is 15 minutes to, you know, knock these people's socks off. And if you're locked into a, you know, commercial radio station that you grew up listening to and you're not going to stray, that's what you, you get. And I, uh, my job is to somehow get people to move that dial a little bit. And hopefully I'm playing something that will get their attention, get them to give us, you know, that 15-minute drive. And we found that the people that have, you know, discovered us, our average time spent listening is somewhere between 8 and 10 hours. So that's almost triple what you get on a commercial radio station. Because when we got them, they're not going anywhere. Problem is, how do you get them? You know, how do you get them? And uh, we're still, we know how to do it. We just don't have the resources and funds. And, uh, you know, that's because it's expensive to, you know, buy a transmitter. And it's expensive to, you know, pay for the equipment needed and the salaries and the insurance and the licensing and the, you know, radio is not a cheap business by any stretch of the imagination. So a marketing budget, what's that? You know, and believe it or not, this is, the you know, you and I talking and your podcast going out to all the people that listen. 
is is marketing, you know. And I'm hoping if you've never discovered the Colorado Sound, give us a try, man. And uh, I, I, if you don't like it, let me know, and we'll we'll put something on that you do like. <laughs> what if you did this? What if you had a, a listener task uh-huh. where anytime somebody that's a fan of the Colorado Sound gets in somebody else's car, uh-huh. you have them make sure that they program it in their radio. That's a great idea. Um, you can you, have that one for free. Oh yeah! All right, <laughs> I'll get you a T-shirt. Um, you know, the, the, the it's it's funny you mentioned that because uh, one of the b- biggest marketing tools we have, and you were talking about getting hijacked by your uh, Lyft driver, is Uber drivers uh, oh. listen to us all the time. And we've had so many people say, "I was in a you know Uber in a and they were, had your radio station on, and I'd never heard you before." Or the other one that we get is the uh, car to goes. Um, People will hop in there and and our station will be on and uh, they'll be like, I'd never heard you before until I got into a car to go. And uh, there you were. And I've never changed the the station. So, yeah, it's it's places like that that you wouldn't expect. Or um, the other one, we really we our signal comes in super strong in Estes park. We're probably the strongest radio station in Estes park and all the, uh, store owners will be listening to us when people are walking in and out of the, you know, candy stores and t-shirt shops and whatnot. And so, uh, a lot of ho- business owners are, are helping us out there too. So it, that, that's how we market the radio station. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I'm going to throw shade on KVCO since we, Open up that lid. Great, let's go. What was their fascination <laughs> with Welcome to the Boomtown by David and David? The last time I listened to KVCO was probably 15 years ago. Yeah. I think when I lived in Boulder. And yeah. I would hear that song once a week. Yeah. And it's trash. It's it like, is. It's like, and again, I'm a recovering engineer nerd. Yeah. And I get it. That's like a nerd song because it's like these two producers. Yeah. It's not good. Like, why did... Who loved that song? I actually have an answer for you. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, it's funny. Um, uh, if, if Dennis Constantine is listening, um, Dennis, I'm letting you behind the, the secret here. Dennis Constantine was the program director when I got hired there, and he loved uh, David and David, and he loved Welcome to the Boontown. And there was Come another uh, there was another song of his uh <clears throat> Uh, that Dennis loved. It was this really crappy song called If Wishes Were Horses. And everybody uh. everybody on the station hated it. And we would find ways to hide it. Like we would we would take the CD and, you know, put it, you know, in a planter or, you know. <laughs> and for whatever reason, it kept coming back. It's like Dennis had like 50 million copies of this stuff. And we would try to kill that song every chance we got. Uh, David and David, you know, we always thought it was funny, the line where he says, uh, he deals dope out of Denny's, keeps a table in the back. And so we, we kind of kept it in for that reason alone. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I agree. That's a song that, uh, should have died a long time ago and, uh, you will never hear on the Colorado sound. So there you go. <laughs> you were, you didn't think I'd have an answer for you, did you? I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy that yeah. I knew that. Yeah. Because it's so bad. Yeah. 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 You can thank Dennis Constantine for that. Oh, man. <clears throat> but I, so let's, all right, we've, we've buried KBCO. Sure. Rightfully. Yeah. But I still remember, so I, I moved to Boulder in 92 mm-hmm. and um, KTCL 
was was that a Boulder station? It was, was Fort Collins station. Fort Collins, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I remember on Sunday nights they had like alternative. Yep. So it was like their main programming, <clears throat> but like off the charts. Right. And that was the year that I first heard "Head Like a Hole" by Nine Inch Nails. Mm. And I heard uh, Teen Spirit by Nirvana. Yeah. And that was kind of my thing. I would just get ready for the work week. And it'd be, I think it was like 10 o'clock or later. Yeah. And I'd be laying on the sofa. And I remember like reading a magazine. And I heard the intro to Head Like a Hole. And I remember stopping what I was doing. And I looked at the radio. And I was like, oh, the speakers. I was like, what is this sound? I'd never heard anything like it. Yeah. And like those are transformational moments. And. It happens a lot with you guys, man. Like well, I said. That, that, that's just it, you know. I mean, like I said, music is evocative. And, you know, John John Hayes was the program director of KTCL when you're talking about that. And there's another radio station that, boy, as soon as iHeart got control of it, man, it just took that radio station down the toilet. And it's heartbreaking for me to watch that. And, uh, you know, I can't tell them apart from KBCO these days. I heard him playing Blues Travelers run around the other day and yeah. I'm like is it I had to check to make sure it was 933. I'm like but what are these guys doing playing Blues Travelers? You know, no no offense to Blues Travelers, they're great. They, you know, have their their time and place, but KTCL should be playing Head Like a Hole and yeah. you know, they should be playing the Butthole Surfers and and the bands that really made a difference in that modern rock genre. And that was the thing when I started the, that station up in Fort Collins, you know, um, we, we were trying to recapture the spirit of KTCL and we were playing all those cool bands that, uh, you know, like Dead Milkman. I mean, who else was playing Dead Milkman mm-hmm. but KTCL? But even that's a band that, uh, you know, today's KTCL won't touch with a 10-foot pole. Apparently it doesn't test in auditorium research. And, um, <laughs> you know, and that's just what drives me nuts is, it's uh, you know, radio should be from the gut and not from mm-hmm. the head. And, uh, you know, if you're not following your gut, you're really not doing anybody a service because I always think if it's a good song to you, it's a good song. And, uh, and, and so that's why, you know, we, we are able to play such a variety on the Colorado Sound. It's because if I like it, I can get on the air and um, be passionate about it. And you can't fake passion. You really can't. And if I'm sitting there talking about how much I love this song and do this, hopefully, you know, that passion is contagious and will, will rub off on you. And it's okay if, if you hate it. I mean, there's going to be songs that I hate that you love and vice versa. And that's the beauty of the whole thing. I always say, if you don't like what we're playing, give us three and a half minutes and you'll, you'll sure. we'll come back with something you do like, I hope. You know, if, if that's not the case, then maybe we're not the radio station for you. But um, I'm, I'm willing to bet more often than not, we're going to play something you're going to like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And in the past couple of years, I've started changing how I communicate about things I don't like. And I used to say that this sucks, whether it was a movie, music, restaurant. And I've said I've started now and maybe it's becoming more mature or enlightened. And I just say. You know, it's not my style. Yeah. And I've looked for the artistic distinction and creativity and things like that. Mm -hmm. I just go, you know, it's just not, it didn't resonate. I could, and I'll I'll look for the appreciation and the effort, Mm -hmm. but just go, you know, it's just not my, it's not my thing. Yeah. So rather than just shitting on it, I'll just say, "Hmm, it wasn't for me. I always say it's not my cup of tea. 
yeah. which is the same thing, you know. And it's funny because there's times, I, as much as I hate to use research, there's times when I'll, I'll get bands that send me music and I just don't get it, you yeah. know. Um, and, and so I'll look, uh, I have the ability to look at other stations' playlists from around the country and there are times when I'll look and be like, wow, KEXP in Seattle's playing this, or FUV in New York is playing this, and XPN in Philly's playing this. Maybe I'm wrong. And maybe there really is something to this if these other areas are having success with this. And there's bands that I hate that I will put on just because I know there's an audience for it that people love. And there are times, too, and this happened just recently with uh, a band, Big Thief. Mm. I just didn't get the record and the the record company actually flew me to new york and sat me in the in the recording studio with this this is one of the more rock and roll moments of my career right i'm in the recording studio with these guys and they're laying down the tracks and i'm still like just don't get it interview the band talk to them spend an hour with them still don't get it finally Two months later, you know, after they get nominated for a Grammy and they're selling out venues left and right, I'm like, oh, I get it. You know? What and, changed? Um, I don't know. Uh, usually, uh, that, that's one of the things that, that I've been really good at my entire career is I can, I, uh, I'm, I'm able to usually get things like that. And so for something like this to happen is, is really unusual for me. And I don't quite get it. Other than the fact that it just all of a sudden, everything fell into place. I'm like, hmm, they're Grammy nominated. They're selling out shows across the country. I'm not sick of this song. It's kind of growing on me. Oh, wait, I, can now, I, I like these guys now. What's up? So, you know, sometimes it, it, it is a little bit of a grind. But, um, and I'll, I'll give you another one. I used to hate Joni Mitchell. Hmm. And now I, I'm still not, you know, her biggest fan, but I, I respect and appreciate her. And I'm like, she really does have some talent. Um, and it just, sometimes it takes time. That's weird for me because like, you know, I've, I've usually made a career out of being a leader in those things. And uh, to be behind the curve is, is unusual. But I'm not afraid to admit when I'm wrong. If, if, if it takes me three months to get a band, that's what it takes. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It, it kind of bothers me that it didn't happen that quickly. And it, it happened for others. It's chemical. It's it's the, the muse. It's art. It's like yeah. you really can't put your finger on it, right? It's not yeah. like, you know, doing push-ups. And yeah. You got to 50. It's like yeah. all of a sudden it fell into place. And that's good enough. Exactly. Yeah. Tools like that for me. Like I'll listen to Tool when they come yeah. on. Because I do have uh, KBPI. Uh-huh. Um, just, just my car has got like 20 stations. Sweet. Sets, but I'll listen to them and I never like what they do, but I'm like, this is fascinating. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things just to challenge myself that I'll like, all right, this is tool. They've got a distinctive sound and it's never, I would never call it up on, on Spotify to listen to, but it's like, this is challenging me auditorially if that's a thing. It's like, I should probably check this out. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned tool because, um, you know, we ask our listeners to vote on their favorite albums from the previous year. And Tool was one we we listened to. You know, every song on that record is like eight minutes long, mm-hmm. which is alone 
challenging to put put on the radio. And it ended up in our top 20 for in the year in countdown by the, the, the listeners. And, you know, I love it when that happens. And so we got to play Tool on the radio and, you know, Sweet. hey, here's your vote for number 19 and the best albums and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, and it, it's unfortunate, you know, that I, I have to look at things like time uh, when it comes to radio because we do only have that short, you know, 15-minute window for mo- most people. And if I'm playing an eight-minute Tool song, that takes up, you know... <laughs> Half the drive for most people. And if you don't like Tool, then that's eight minutes that they're going to be like, why am I wasting my time on this? So, you know, you got to you got to break it down into smaller chunks that, uh, you know, okay, maybe they won't listen to eight minutes of Tool. But if they gave me a four minute song, they'd probably tolerate that. Yeah. Which is interesting. I had a, a neighbor, still a really good friend, and he's probably five or six years older than I am. And mm-hmm. he was trying to dispense some wisdom a couple of years ago. He's like, you know, when you get to be a little bit older, you're going to want to find that you're going to listen to the stuff you grew up with. Mm. And I was like, and whether it happened naturally or I curated it or cultivated it, <clears throat> like how many times can I listen to Talk Dirty to Me by Poison? Like a good song. I grew up with it. It was yeah. high school. But it's like. And all due respect to like Led Zeppelin and the Stones, like honestly, I've wrung every last molecule out of like Stairway to Heaven or yeah. something like that. And it's like, it's great. And I've just had my time with it. I've had my fill with it. And I'm mm-hmm. looking for what's newer and more interesting to you know, keep my mind fresh and be exposed to new and different things. Yeah. And so you, you have a very important job in, in my universe. And I think just artistically and culturally that is important well thank you um you know i'm glad you brought up the zeppelin example um one of the weird things that we've discovered and you know i'm I'm a big fan of that band too you know and but if i ever hear you know stairway to heaven again i'm gonna put my head (laughs) but i'll I'll play zeppelin but we'll play like boogie with stew you know which who plays boogie with stew and one of the, the coolest things is um, we have such a broad range of listeners in terms of age groups. And if you were to walk into a college dorm these days, you're still going to see that Jim Morrison poster. You're going to see the Pink Floyd poster. You're going to see Bob Marley posters everywhere. And so classic rock to college kids is something that they're just getting into. And, you know, with with uh, with their moms and dads they still like hearing you know zeppelin but they don't want to hear stairway to heaven we've all heard that a million Mm -hmm. times so we're finding that you know there's there's an audience of of younger generation that are just getting turned on to zeppelin and they've never heard boogie with stew and then you've got their moms and dads who are going man i love zeppelin i can't believe they're playing boogie with stew so you got to find those nuggets in between and not play the same old, same old that you're going to hear on every stupid classic rock station from you know Portsmouth, New Hampshire to Maui, Hawaii. You gotta, you gotta, you know, find those gems. And that's what when we say we're a music discovery station, it goes both ways. It's not just the new stuff. There are people that uh, I'll give you a great example of a Colorado band, uh, the Subdudes, who I've seen yeah. a million times. And I was talking to a, a younger listener, and uh, I, I said, have you ever heard these guys? And they're like, who? And I played them for them, and they're like, that's the coolest thing I've heard in a long time. 
And so, you know, you're introducing people to music that, you know, the younger generation, they're loving bands that they haven't discovered. And the older generation is appreciating it. And it goes the, the other way, too. Like, let's use My Morning Jacket. Um, most of our older listeners, and I say older relatively because really we, we have people in their 70s that listen to the radio station, uh, aren't familiar with My Morning Jacket. And, but yet if you did like, you know, yes. And, you know, some of the uh, great classic rock artists, you're going to love my morning jacket. And so it gives them a way to feel like they're still in touch, that their taste is still relevant to what's going on today. So, you know, we, we really do curate both sides of the spectrum on that. And the other thing that the ratings have shown is, you know, um, the average age of our listener is 44, which means we have people that are in their 60s and people that are in their 20s, and you, you combine them and it meets right in the middle at 44, which is just what I want. The other great thing is it's, it's not male-leaning and it's not female-leaning. We really do have a 50-50 split as to, you know, women like us, men like us. It's really just about do you like good music if you do then you're gonna love this radio station couldn't agree more cool yeah have you heard dan rodriguez or bobby long yeah dan rodriguez is a great friend of mine as a matter of fact yeah and we're doing a show with him in just a few days at the uh winter folk festival up in longmont so come on out yeah uh yeah twice he's great yeah i want to get him on here so uh, he'd do it yeah he would do it he would definitely do it um what was the other one Bobby Long. Bobby Long. Yeah, I know Bobby Long. I uh, haven't had a chance to meet him, but I do know his music, and it's 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 great. Yeah, uh, yeah both those guys are, are, are amazing. And Dan Rodriguez, he's one of those guys. Um, Dan, if you're listening, I'll, I'll share a secret. I was never a big fan of Elephant Revival, his the, the band he was in before. Oh. But uh, uh, on his own, he has this knack of just writing these amazing songs that kind of put you right in his shoes it's like you feel like you're in his world whenever you hear his stuff and he has a a song out right now called colorado i don't know if you've heard that no um it makes you proud to live here it really does and it's it's a great uh you know the tourist commission should use that for the next commercial it really fills the void so yeah dan rodriguez is amazing and bobby long you know i i, I love his music and uh you know we do play him on the colorado sound and uh we need more this is why we're talking man so <laughs> make make note of that awesome yeah well i know you got to get to work and um i'm really thankful to see yeah. you again it's been yeah a long, long it's been time. fun absolutely love what you're doing and, thank you um i'll have links to all this but where can people find you where can people donate support and all that stuff uh, yeah well easiest thing is to you know wherever you are you can find us on the web coloradosound.org if you are in uh, colorado and driving along the front range 105.5 fm our signal goes all the way from uh, Cheyenne down to Parker. So uh, strong signal. And really, there's nothing on the plains to stop us. So I think we go all the way to Lyman. Cool. Yeah. So find us. And, uh, yeah, don't be shy. Let us know what you want to hear on the radio. Yeah. And if you're a fan, set your friend's car radio. To there you go. Uber drivers, <laughs> tune in to Colorado Sound. Oh, and when's the fourth, when and where's the fourth anniversary party? Oh, it's uh, February 29th at Washington's in Fort Collins. All right. Yeah. Kiltro, Serotones, and Sun Little all on the bill. Sweet.
I'll get this out before then. Sweet. That's it. That was fun, man. Benji McPhail, thank you, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Thank and, you. Uh, and we're out. That's what we say, right? Yeah. <laughs> or as my good friend Oz Medina would say, adios, I'm a ghost. I love that. Yeah. All right, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> hey, Denver. If you are in the tech business, IT, anything like that, you need to mark your calendars for Thursday, March 26th of this year, 2020, for the sea level at Mile High. I went last year and it's incredible. Formed some great relationships. John Cox, Aaron Bach, uh, podcast guests met at this event. And it's the biggest fundraiser for the Colorado Technology Association. And it's a way to get in front of C-level people. They're actually the celebrities for the event and have legitimate conversations. It's just a wonderful networking event, first class it's actually at Empower Field at Mile High, which, <laughs> how long has it been that? Um, but it's uh, where the, Bro- the Denver Broncos play football. So uh, take a look at the coloradotechnology.org, sea level at Mile High, and check it out. You need to be there. If you get outside and that's on a bike or skis or snowboard, snowshoeing, or you simply don't like being cold, take a look at the Warmfront Chest Warmer. This is a company I started years ago, and with the help of a great number of people, got this company and this product off the ground. It is a thermal chest warmer, which is a fancy name for a bib. It is handmade here in Colorado by my business partner, Linda, of PolarTech Fleece. There's two different weights, but The concept is to insulate your core while you're outside. And so like mom always said, put on a hat to keep you warm. Keeping your core warm while you're moving through the cool or cold air, or you're simply just tired of being cold. One of my customers, Sue, doesn't cycle, doesn't run. Uh, She's actually a breast cancer survivor. And she got tired of her reconstructive implants being cold. So... Take a look. Uh, I guarantee it personally. It is handmade in Colorado here, like I said, and uh, it's been a fun venture. It's still growing. It's still going. But take a look at thewarmfront.com. That is T-H-E-W-A-R-M-F-R-O-N-T.